Hi, I'm Eric Poulin. And I'm Robin Poulin. We're the co-founders of Calendar Budget, and welcome to the Calendar Budget Podcast. I can pay cash, I can pay check, I can pay wire transfer, I can pay gift card, I can pay credit, I can pay anything you like. I can pay cash, I can pay check, I can pay wire transfer, I can pay gift card, I can pay credit, I can pay anything you like. Good day. Last week we were discussing all the lures to go with food. And you go in the grocery store and everything else and talking about ways to save. So what happens though if you just really, you're sick of eating at home all the time and you're tired of cooking? You need to order in or go out to the restaurant. Or suck it up, buttercup. And just do it. And just eat at home anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you can only do that if it's a financial option for you, not if you feel like it. Yes. So it's not about how you feel. It's about what you've budgeted what you can for. Do. Yeah. Yeah. Also, no need to adjust your set. It's not a black and white episode. We just happen to be both wearing <laughs> black and white shirts today. Why not? Hmm. So wh what things make you consider, okay, maybe I will eat out today? Always want to. <laughs> well, because you don't like so, cooking. It, correct. So for me, um, it is dependent on how I feel because we have budgeted a miscellaneous eat out fund that we have not scheduled. It's just part of our budget, but we have that built in. So for us, totally fine to do that. And if you are doing, like if you've budgeted for it and you have this unscheduled money reserved for eating out, then by all means, go based on what you feel like that day. Yeah. Um, but you can't just, because then, you know, a lot of people that are in financial trouble are in financial trouble because they Keep base their decisions on how they feel that day, not on what they planned for. And suddenly... They, well, not suddenly, <laughs> over time, they feel like eating out an awful lot, it seems. And suddenly uh, their budget is feeling the pinch because of those decisions. Yeah. So we have this bucket that just sits there near the end of the month that, or periodic throughout that allows us that option. Well, ours resets every month. Yeah. It's a monthly budget for whatever it is. Let's say it's $150 for eating out and we can use that however we want throughout the month um, if we get you know if we get halfway through the month and we've used it up then suddenly when we feel like eating out that's not an option and yeah uh, you know when you feel like eating out that's when you're like oh would you make me lunch today <laughs> you know you're talking to your to your spouse or whoever in your family's um, feeling like they need some love extra love <laughs> And seeing what you can do to help out, help each other out. Yeah. And when you say $150, that puts a good thought in my head that you can make that stretch if you're smart about what you do with that money, what you do with that budget. If you're going to eat out and have like caviar, who, then that's going to be costly. Well, first of all, you're disgusting. If caviar. That's, if that's the case. <laughs> but and I get that, what you're saying. If you're going to eat an expensive meal, then um, yeah, I mean... When I look at our budget, again, I don't think 150 is our real number. I'd have to look at it because I didn't check for this particular thing. But if I had $150 for my food budget, I would, every purchase I make for eating out, I'd be like, 
if I pick the daily deal, <laughs> then I can eat out twice instead of this one time. Yeah. So that affects my choices when I eat out as well. So like you're saying though, it's, you have more choices then. Yeah. Uh, depending on how you choose specifically. So maybe up front of the month, if you decide that, okay, I'm going to have a really inexpensive eat out meal that is super cheap and you do maybe a couple of those throughout the month and at the end of the month, you still have this budget for eating out that you still want to use. Blow it all. You have, have that feast. option or you can even save that money further and use that money. If you're doing envelope later. budgeting, yeah. then you can carry that budget forward into the next month and then maybe you have 150 plus whatever is left over. Yeah. Or if you're just doing straight budgeting, then that extra money just kind of stays in your bank account and eventually you can either increase your, your food budget or you can just put it into long-term savings, which yeah. what we end up doing is it, we don't usually do envelope budgeting. We usually do just leave it in the account and transfer yeah. it over to emergency savings or long-term savings. Yeah. And actually that's what uh, our friend does. She scrimps and saves on their grocery budget, on their eating out budget and kind of makes things work and squirrels that money away and sends themselves on awesome holidays, Italy, Disney, things like that. And she does scrimps and saves and those little things to be able to squirrel it away. So now to let that happen, uh, to be able to save on these things, there's a number of ways we can do this. And I guess the first thing is it's cheaper to eat in rather than dine out. Normally. Not always. Not always. But usually, yes. Yeah. So, if you are going to order in, there's a few things you can consider. That maybe you can do order in for the, the main course, and then you make other portions of it. Like make salad and make dessert and just drink water or a store-bought juice or something like that rather than ordering in with the meal. Yeah, we, we do that all the time. Like if we order a pizza, yeah. we never order pop soda pop. with it ever. Yeah, Get like, this deal. Can't say pop. That's a Canadian thing. Oh, I? Soda. Yeah, soda. Okay. Uh, yeah, nobody will know what you're talking about. Okay. Soda. Well, we soda. never order soda with pizza because that's like ridiculously expensive for six cans of, of whatever. It's too expensive. And we... we we either just have it on hand because that we got it from the groceries or in our case, we just prefer water, water anyway. Exactly. And you can get these little packets to add into your water for flavoring if you want to something a little different, which is cheaper still than and variety for the family. So yeah. And better for your health. Like, yeah, <laughs> don't drink your calories if you're <laughs> trying to lose weight, right? Trying to eat healthier. Yeah. I still just prefer water. That's my go-to. Now, if you want to make it more interesting, you can always dress up the dinner to eat on fancier plates or get out the the tablecloth and everything and dress it up. And uh, remember one time- <laughs> Dress you had... yourself up. Exactly, dress yourself up. <laughs> you came home one time for our anniversary. I think it was maybe our 16th or 14th anniversary and I was wearing the, my wedding dress and I'm cooking dinner and the kids were away. And so we got to have a nice, pretty, and I don't even think it was a fancy meal. But the no. ambiance of it was, yeah, it was the way I decorated the table. Candlelit, tablecloth, dinner, dressed up at home. Yeah. And something simple for dinner that didn't make the meal fancy, but yeah. the ambiance was. Exactly. So 
Yeah, and sometimes that makes it more interesting. It's kind of a contradiction that you're having, I don't know, pancakes or scrambled eggs, and you're in like total <laughs> high fashion. It just, yeah, it makes something more fun and interesting. Decorate, or uh, you can even get a group of you together where you house hop. You have first course here at our house and then go on to the oh, next course. Oh, like a course. progressive dinner. Yeah, exactly. Those are fun. Yeah. I've done we, them before, but it was ages ago. Yeah. Our, so we used to have these happen pretty regularly uh, at, when, at church events. Yeah. They would have, have progressive dinners. And I was always like, what in the world is a progressive dinner? This is a rid ridiculous term. Yeah. And I got a bit older and I was like, oh, okay, I guess I understand what they mean. Yeah. It's, it's the same idea. You just... As a group, you drive around, hors d'oeuvres at house one, yeah. main course at house two, dessert Sounds at house three, or and then you can break it up as long as you want. But uh, yeah, yeah, not my favorite event, but uh, some people like it. Yeah, maybe we just haven't figured out how it works. I know how it works. Maybe we haven't figured out the right method for it to make <laughs> to make it work. We need the right friends who can cook what we like. Be <laughs> Be the right friends and you make the right friends. <laughs> People like, yeah. So there's other options. Uh, you've spoken about DoorDash and all those before. Tell us more about those. Um, so they're great options for eating in. Um, you're basically, it's the same, same menu, almost the same menu as you would get if you were eating out, mm -hmm. except now it's being driven to you. In most cases, this is the most expensive way to not really enjoy a good meal. <laughs> it's the lazy man's way of eating. Um, and you're basically just having somebody else deliver food to you. So you pay, you pay for delivery on top of everything else. You're paying the same price for the items, mm -hmm. but they're going to arrive to you not warm <laughs> or, or barely warm. They're going to be a little, you know, stale because it takes yeah. 10, 15, 20 minutes to drive to or you. slightly soggy. You're going to not get the daily deals because those are never available on, are rarely available on, uh, you know, Uber Eats or DoorDash or Skip the Dishes. Um, sometimes tip. Uh, well, you're not tipping the restaurant, you're tipping the driver. Yeah. So you, you tip the driver with these places. Yeah. Um, you don't have to tip the restaurant. So, you know, it's like the tips about a wash about the same. Um, so it, it's convenient. We, we actually use it kind of regularly. Well, I say regularly, I mean several times a month. Um, but that's just because we're working and rather than take the time to prepare a meal, it's, it would be better for us on that day to just work through dinner and have somebody bring it to us. And we've already used up the leftovers that have been prepared for a couple of days. Yeah. So, yeah. Exactly. So they're, they're convenient, but if you're looking at that for budget savings, no, this is the opposite of budget savings. It's probably the most expensive way. And you're not even getting to enjoy the ambiance of the restaurant or being served by a waiter, you know, being away from your tech and actually having a conversation with somebody. Yeah. You're paying the same price for all of that without any of that and it's on top of that you don't get the deals you don't get this and that so it's yeah yeah not not the best way to save money it's the worst way to save money 
I think the way to balance that is if you're going to have like a movie night where now you can have whatever food you want during that movie night and you can pause the movie, that convenience that you don't have when going out to the movie theater. Uh, being able to pause the movie and have a bathroom break or get extra food and things like that. Yeah, you, you save That's save that money happens. on the theater, and but you're really... It gets just, used up in the food. <laughs> the theater savings gets used up in so, Uber Eats. Just balancing everything out. Yeah. So when you really find that the ordering in isn't quite enough yet and you want to get out to the restaurant, there's ways to save there too. I know uh, Eric's parents, they sign up for these different apps that make sure grandma gets her free birthday dinner on, on her oh, birthday yeah. as they go to travel. Yeah, you can sign. So some restaurants, you can, they have like a mailing system, email system. Yeah. Or even a physical mailing system, depending yeah. on the uh, target audience. Yeah. Um, and you put your birthday in there, and they'll email you a couple of days before your birthday, inviting you to come yeah. in. And then they made sure to sign up for each of the girls' birthdays, too, so they can take them out for a free ice cream or something like that on their birthdays. So it's yeah. cute. It's good. Uh, and we, we have people, like, I know people who try to maximize their birthday, right? They, get, they do oh, breakfast, yeah. lunch, and dinner birthday free birthday meals all day long they're traveling around and the thing is with that you know you're usually not doing it by yourself yeah so the person you're with is not getting a deal <laughs> so the restaurant's still making money here and it's still gonna cost you something because usually the person that comes with you is your spouse or family member and so there's there's yeah. still a cost it's just less than it would be otherwise yeah so if everybody's in on it and like wants to balance out the cost between you, like I know I might get my dinner for free, but we can kind of just split the cost. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> our kids have a friend, Hannah, who on her birthday is like, we're going to so, to this Chinese like restaurant or something. And, yeah. and like, they, they're like, they need three people to come with them in order to qualify. So we're invited to come, quote unquote, invited, mandatory to come. Um, and we, happy to. We, I mean, we weren't planning to eat out that day and spend the money, but yeah, you know, we're happy to celebrate. It's a good excuse to uh, use exactly. uh, use our budget for eating out to support a yep. friend and have some good family time. Exactly. So you have some other coupons and things that you can get from flyers, uh, newspapers, and every now and then you get these coupon booklets or whatever in the in the mail that you watch for them. Most of them just awesome but occasionally you find some good ones in there that help you to save on different things or if you search specifically you know you want to go to the specific restaurant you can look for coupons uh, specific to that uh, through just searching for that restaurant or even Groupon or other ones like that yeah Groupon you're not usually gonna find um, some meal ones the best <laughs> restaurants mm -hmm. there the like groupon and what is that other one that only works in the united states that we used restaurant.com restaurant.com is a great one you're not going to get like a a list restaurants that sign up for restaurant.com that often but you can spend depending on the deal that they have you can spend five dollars sorry spend two dollars to get five dollars worth of spend at restaurants with restaurant.com so that's a great way to save money if you're in the u.s yeah, when the kids were quite young, we went on a road trip and uh, used restaurant.com. We got 10 cents on the dollar for the meal, but I think it was you get $50 worth of food 
and uh, it ended up being one of our daughters' favorite restaurant, <laughs> even though it was a dive. I know. Like, it's like a little know. mom and pop restaurant. And that's the only thing she remembered from the whole trip. Yeah. Was, oh. We went to this restaurant and I loved it. And it was awesome though. I'm like, hey, she was if like, that's what you love. She was like awesome. seven years old or something. Yeah. It was super cute. Yeah, it was uh, great. And they treated us so well. They they know how to do service in the US yeah. for food. Definitely. But yeah, restaurant.com, I think it works for not just the US. I think it works for other places too. Is it just the US? I think it's just the US. Yeah? Yeah, I've tried it in Canada before and no. Yeah. No. No. At least last, last time I checked. That was like seven or eight years ago. Okay. You have some seasonal things that come up as well. I remember when we were relatively first married, you're like, hey, you have to try this. Uh, I think it was Winterlicious. Yeah. So that's a thing that you can check to see if your city does this. This was specific to the Toronto area mm -hmm. in uh, Ontario, Canada, where they had this thing called Winterlicious. It was just... Uh, a group of fairly high-end restaurants would mm -hmm. get together, prepare a special meal that was like hors d'oeuvre, main course, and dessert all included for a, like a super low price, yeah. way lower than they would normally I think cost. often 50% of the cost usually. Yeah, it was it was like ridiculously low for these nice restaurants. Yeah. And I think it was like 20, 20 or $25 a person. I don't remember now. Mm-hmm. But usually a meal at these places would be, you'd be 50, pushing $50, $60 yeah. for like a high-end meal. Per so person. So this is a way for you to experience um, fine dining or like high-end restaurants that you would never, for the, uh, for the average bear like us, we would never go to these places. Um, but it's a good way to try them out. And it was a good way for them to get exposure to other places. And it, it became so successful in wintertime that they created a summerlicious. Yeah. And then, I don't know if they did other seasons. I don't know why they timed it around the seasons. But yeah. um, they were good good ways to do, like, predictable amounts. Because it's not like, you know, you go to a restaurant and you never know what you're going to order. And it's like, this could range from 20 to $80. <laughs> yeah. Depending on if you get the most expensive thing on the menu. The lobster with steak. and Yeah. No, these things were like pre-prepared menus at a fixed price. And um, you're not going to do alterations in the meal. It's basically you, you, what it is is what it is. Yeah, you can't do alterations. But they published their, their menu ahead of time, so you know what you're you know what you're going to. Yeah. I think they give two or three options for each course, but it's yeah. like a very small selection of what they would normally offer. And uh, I think it usually fell around mid-February, so it was perfect for like Valentine's people. And they probably, I'm oh, thinking they true. might have done that. Maybe. As called a winterlicious. So it wasn't like, oh, Valentine's people. So it, it kind of opened it up to everybody to be able to celebrate Yeah, winter. I think it was a two or three, two week period, maybe two and a half weeks. Yeah. I don't know if it was around Valentine's Day. Generally. But the idea was, like, we're in Canada, right? So it's like, in the wintertime, <laughs> it's, you're in an icy tundra, you know. <laughs> You've been shacked up in your house for months. No, no, not really. No. It's not that bad. I'm exaggerating. But you do get a bit of isolationism in because you're in your house almost all the time in the wintertime because it's just too cold to go out. Um, the only reason you go outside is to shovel your driveway from snow <laughs> yeah. uh, or to go to work. Uh, so you're not socializing a lot. And it's just a nice way to, to get out and enjoy the world again. Yeah. 
So other options that you could consider is buffets. Buffets, and if you eat the lunch menu, then it's often cheaper for the lunch menu rather than the dinner menu for buffets. I would venture to say always cheaper. Yeah. For lunch. Yeah, I don't know any restaurant that has the same price. Yeah, not not just at buffets. Yeah, almost well, some restaurants will have a lunch menu, a special lunch menu that only mm-hmm. is served during certain hours. And is it typically a smaller portion? Yeah, typically. Which for me is the perfect portion then. I don't want to eat huge meals. Yeah. So, most, most meals are too big portion anyway. Yeah. So the lunch menus in generally are going to be a lower cost, uh, but specifically for buffets, definitely going to be a lower cost. Mm-hmm. Um, and these kind of things, you know, if you're like us, you're, you're like fast for four days straight now. But you prepare by, you know, you don't eat ahead of time. You want to go hungry to a, a buffet, but... You know, don't overeat either. You're there to enjoy yourself, not to go out feeling ill. Yeah. I used to be, like, really into the buffet thing, because huge appetite kind of thing, and let's go do this. But now I have a small appetite, and I find it's not worth it anymore to go to a buffet. Except for the variety. It, it depends. Uh, yeah. You know, there... For the amount of food I would eat, not so much. Again, in, in our neighborhood, there's a, a restaurant chain called Mandarin, uh, which I think is just fairly local. Um, but they do, it's like a Chinese food buffet. But like there's normal Chinese food buffets and then there's Mandarin, which is like a, a higher level. And it's like exquisite, really good food, really great variety, always fresh. And, uh, yeah. you know, for me, it's worth going to uh, a buffet like that. But again, I would go to the lunch one because it's just the dinner one is pretty expensive. And I know my mom would choose a certain night because they will serve seafood at that night. And mm-hmm. we're okay without most seafood. Yes. Without. Right. Some for me. So other things to consider is specials. That uh, they'll even do specials around, like it's Canada Day or uh, July 4th or something like that. And they'll do some specials around that that you can, these different seasonal ones that come up. Yep. Where, as you were saying before, for birthdays, uh, they also do that sort of thing for kids. If you have two adults or one adult entree, then you get a kid meal for free. Kind of balances yeah. out like that. Yeah, kids or, you know, people under a certain age. But I find those are starting to get more challenging to find. Yeah. They're still around in some places. Um, but they're, you know, restaurants get, they know, they know that people abuse those. <laughs> So they still make money off of them. Um, yeah, because kids normally eat a smaller portion. Yeah. And they have a kid's menu generally that you can choose from, which is smaller portion to begin with. What I like to look for around specials yeah. is like days of the week mm-hmm. where they have like the Monday deal. So yeah. again, another restaurant chain, Subway. They don't have it anymore. So the sub of the day is not a thing anymore. Really? Yeah, they canceled it. But uh, it used to be a thing for the longest time and you'd get like half price sub or not half price, but it was like a a really low price for this specific sub was the sub of the day and you'd get it at a discounted rate. Yeah. You know, I would, that would be the day on my calendar. I'd be like, I'm eating out on this day because if I eat on this day, I can get two meals out for the price of one. Mm -hmm. So, you know, trying to spread the, spread the love to myself across the month. 
Yeah. Um, but there's other places that will do like deals on a day of the week or deals on a certain hour of the day. Like there's half price appetizers at, at a restaurant that we after uh, seven o'clock used to go. That was like they'll have their evening or their mealtime rush for dinner, mm-hmm. and then the restaurant is like empty <laughs> for mm-hmm. the evening time. So they're just it's a promo to get people in to the restaurant. Yeah, half price apps, appetizers. That's half a, price a wings. great lure. Half price wings, another thing. Yep. Yeah, but uh, keep in mind that they're you know when you come in for that half price appetizers or wings. How are they making their money? They're still they're still making money on the food, but they expect it's, you to order drinks and the the other drinks things. and desserts. That that's where they're making a lot of their money. So just be yeah. careful that you're not getting um, you know sucked into what you thought was a good deal, and then you go there and you end up spending a lot more than you had planned because drinks yeah. and and desserts and whatever else. Exactly, that's the thing. All these little things add up. Yeah. So. We typically get water with our meal. <laughs> I know. The waiters must hate us. <laughs> but that's not what we actually want. I don't want a sugary drink. I just want water, really. And we don't drink alcohol, so... Yeah. yeah. So we, we come in, get the half-price appetizers with water. You know, the restaurant is not making much on us that evening. Yeah. But they're still making money because it makes the restaurant look fuller, which is good for branding and promotions. Yeah. And we go in there, enjoy our good night. We're more likely to come in on a time Repetitively. that is not a good deal. Or just another half-price apps time, and maybe we will get a drink sometime, you know? Yeah. They're going to make their money back somehow. Or we come more frequently because we budgeted for that, and we know yeah. we can get more for our, bank, our buck. Exactly. Yeah. Now, a lot of restaurants, they will probably charge you, well, some of them, and he will charge you for any alterations that you do. Uh, alterations. Alter, like if they, your typical sandwich. Like if my sleeve like too long? <laughs> a sandwich shop. <laughs> and if you want extra this or extra that, extra oh, pickles, extra, yeah. then, okay, extra cheese, it's going to cost you for that. For certain things. Like, yeah. again, if we take Subway, for example. Cost for right. extra cheese. They don't charge you for extra lettuce. No. Or extra veggies. But if you want bacon or extra meat or extra cheese, yeah, they then that'll cost. They charge it. for the things that they know affect their bottom line. Yeah, exactly. But if you get the higher end restaurants and you want some different substitutions or stuff, different sauce, you want the red sauce instead of the white sauce, no problem. They'll just make it happen because they want to keep you happy. Yeah, and they they've already baked into their egregiously large prices <laughs> that you can make any alterations you want because uh, they're typically customizations to the order and it doesn't matter they're gonna make more than enough plus they're typically making it fresh to begin with with the higher-end restaurants so it's not like it's the exactly. take this out of the package and yeah it's not like like pull that out of the freezer it's like tell chef when he's making this do this instead he wants rosé sauce instead of alfredo yeah exactly and if you're going to add any extra sides or appetizers, those things are just going to keep adding up. And there's ways you can mitigate that. What you do is, for us, we would typically maybe order one appetizer between us and a yeah. small entree or maybe a big entree between us. And that's our yeah. meal because we don't eat as much. Yeah, exactly. One entree is enough for me. If I have a, an appetizer, I can't finish forget my entree. It's, forget it. It's too much. Yeah. So shared appetizers are great, um, but you, like you said, shared even shared main courses are great as well. Then you yeah. can get 
and one appetizer, one entree, share all of it between two people. Yep. It's great. I remember as a kid that our family would always do that. We'd order our little dinner that we would get. And each was like, oh, that looks good. May I try a piece? May I try? And we had a couple of senior ladies come with us on a trip one time. And they ate like a bird. And they would each order a main entree. We're like, ladies, like if you order something between, you could save a lot of money as you've already seen us do. And we share. And they're laughing at us, watching us share with everything. And yeah. Yeah. It some people fun. find that incredibly rude. Yes. <laughs> but for other people, that's... That's culture. That's just how life is. Yes. So, yeah, you you watch where you're at, which yeah. restaurant you're at. Do what's comfortable okay. for you. and you Remember know, etiquette. Don't don't be offended by what other people are doing. That's just part of their culture. Yeah. But you're not going to share plates at a fine dining restaurant usually. That yeah. would be considered a, a faux pas, I think. Uh, and cute. Yes. Yes. I do remember another trip that we went on uh, when the kids were younger. And, and we ended up in Texas and they had this competition. If you could eat a 72 ounce steak, then everybody in your party got their meal for free. Free call to the ambulance for cardiac arrest. And you and I, I think we ordered a 15 ounce steak and asked them to cut it in half to share between us. Yeah. And we still didn't finish 15, that. 15, one five. One five. Yeah. And we still didn't finish it. I can't imagine 72. That's just, that's not, that's so, that's un, too much. It's so unhealthy. It's yeah. so unhealthy. And there's a few restaurants I've seen since then that have had that even around here. I think the one around the corner has it. Yeah. Um, but that's just so unhealthy. Yeah. It's more for the spectacle than you're like, don't, don't do this as your eating plan, please. Yes. So if you have the option to eat smaller portions, do that to share the portions. That'll definitely save on cost, that you won't be overeating, you'll feel healthier. And so all in all, you'll just feel better and you'll save money in your pocket. Yeah. Skip dessert. Just because you're at the restaurant doesn't mean you have to have dessert. I, we almost always skip the dessert yeah. unless there's something that is super compelling. And on top of that, the main course was maybe a little bit smaller than expected. Yeah. Usually I don't have room for dessert in the first place. Yeah. But... Desserts are another thing that is just ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Um, the way way overpriced. So, if you're still hungry for dessert, and there's not a super super compelling dessert there that you absolutely feel like you want to try and you have budget for it, just get dessert on the way home. Yeah. At some other place that's going to be like half the cost. Or the grocery store and enjoy it at home. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess. Find something else, make something together at home. Have another rest of your date night is creating something together. Yeah, we would just go to like a, a drive through Dairy Queen or something on the way home and get yeah. dessert that way. Then you know, it's still going to be about half the price of a restaurant dessert, yeah, and about the same quantity and, and same value. I make the date last a little bit longer. You're off onto a new adventure now. Now it's a progressive dinner at <laughs> restaurants, <laughs> yep. So another couple of ideas that are kind of outside the restaurants and things is uh, the eating part is look for restaurants with free parking. Most of them do, yeah. but not all of them do. Some you have to pay for parking if you can avoid that. If you're going to a restaurant that's like in a downtown core of a metro area, yeah. then you know that's a place where this is a consideration. If you're eating downtown Toronto, downtown 
uh, like New York or LA, then free parking can make a big difference because yeah. otherwise you're going to be spending like 20 bucks just on parking the car. Yeah. Before or, you even get into the restaurant. Maybe you take the metro or a train or something like that to get into town if you're not in town already. Yeah. That will save on travel and finding parking and the parking costs. Depending on how many people you have to pay for to get on the train. So if it's only one or two of you, it might be cost effective. But if you have a number of you, that is still more cost effective to probably pay, pay for parking at that point. Yeah. So. Sure. Uh, one last thing to do, think about is if you stay at hotels, uh, look for ones that have like a continental breakfast included. So that's not your eating out, dining in. That's as with your travel that could help you, but still food. Yeah, we always look for that when we travel. Yeah. Um, that's one meal a day that's taken care of. You know, when you're traveling, accommodations, food and gas are the most expensive things all the time. Yeah. If you're doing a road trip. Um, and if you can take one meal out of the equation for your entire group, all the better. Yep. For an all, in, all inclusive would be nice, but yeah. Well, then you need to go on a cruise. Yeah, exactly. Then you get your gas and food paid for. All inclusive, exactly. So, uh, any last thoughts? No, I think we covered the gamut uh, for eating out. I mean, there's probably other little micro things for your locale. Maybe there's a, an idea or two that we've missed, but those are the ones that have worked very well for us. Um, again, I would stress though, you're, you don't, as I've said so many times over these podcasts, just because it's on sale, just because there's a coupon, just because there's a buy one, get one free, doesn't mean you need it. Yeah. <laughs> so make sure you're only eating out when you have budget for it. And make sure that you set a budget and plan it. Plan for these things. Um, it doesn't have to be planned on a specific day, but give yourself um, some space so that you can eat out occasionally. Um, and if you don't have the budget for it, don't eat out. Like, get over it. Um, the idea is that is over time you're trying to improve your quality of life. And if you can improve your budget, improve your savings, that allows for everything else to be elevated as well. And so that's our hope, that you can improve your budget and improve your quality of life and enjoy these things without having to break the bank. Exactly. Thanks for listening. Happy budgeting. I can pay cash, I can pay check, I can pay wire transfer, I can pay gift card, I can pay credit, I can pay anything you like. I can pay cash, I can pay check, I can pay wire transfer, I can pay gift card, I can pay credit, I can pay anything you like.